0: everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 13th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we'll visit with Monmouth Junior Carly Strom, and others who were involved with this year's Mammoth Moot Court Competition. Carly was named this year's top advocate. The number 13 is wild on this edition of Mammoth College Conversations. On this 13th episode of the semester of Mammoth Conversations, we'll focus on the 13th Moot Court Competition that was held. Earlier this week, a total of 13 MAMA students competed in this year's moot court. You can read more about this year's moot court proceedings in the news and events section of the Mammoth College website. Just point your browser to mammothcollege.edu slash news. While moot court is a big part of MAMA's culture, it's not common for many undergraduate students at most U.S. colleges and universities. Most of them don't have the opportunity to compete in moot court. A big reason Moot Court is possible at Monmouth is because of the support from the college's alumni. This year, a total of five Monmouth alumni served as judges in Moot Court competition, yet another example why it's great to be a Scot. The preliminary round of this year's moot court was held in the morning on Saturday, November 4th in the college's Center for Science and Business. Final round was held on the evening of Wednesday, November 8th in the college's Hughes Library. This year's moot court case involved an establishment clause challenge to the practice of legislative prayer. The clause prohibits the government from supporting any religion, and the case also questioned whether the whether taxpayers have the standing to bring the suit against the government. Carly Strom, who's a junior from right here in Monmouth, was named this year's top advocate. She was joined in the final round by sophomore Dean Duncan, senior Louis Castillo, and junior Shannon Smith. The top legal brief this year was written by freshman Peyton Crims, Junior Cameron Shook placed second and sophomore Maya Dickerson was third. Moot Court is supported and sponsored by the Monmouth Political Science Department and the Wackerly Center for Career Leadership and Fellowships. Monmouth Political Science Professor Andrea Dett plays a key role in organizing and preparing students for Moot Court competition. And Andre says that this year's moot court case was another very interesting one for students
1: to wrestle with. So this was our 13th Lucky 13 moot court. We had 13 participants in our preliminary round of the oral arguments. This year we were analyzing a case um, that was... Assessing the constitutionality of legislative prayer. Uh, So there were two uh, parts of the case. One was questioning whether taxpayers had standing to bring a suit, whether they could actually bring this uh, suit before the court. And then the second part of the case was the Establishment Clause portion. So does it violate the Establishment Clause of the United States Constitution by beginning a state legislative session with a prayer? And so the respondents and petitioners were arguing, um, does it matter if it is a sectarian prayer? Does it matter if they invoke particular religious figures? Um, And is this constitutional under the United States Constitution? Moot court is not common for the undergraduate experience, is it? That's right. We're very proud of our Moot Court competition. Uh, it's something that most law schools have, um, but it's not something that many undergraduate institutions have. So we're very fortunate to have uh, dedicated alumni judges who help support and uh, run our Moot Court competition. It's a great opportunity that we get to provide students. And we've had many students who go on to legal careers or on to law school, and they cite Moot Court as one of the most important activities that they participated in at Monmouth.
0: But not all the students who participate in moot court are pre-law students or even headed to law school. It sharpens their skills in other ways as well.
1: That's right. Uh, so we have some students who uh, participate in moot court as part of a class. We offer a class on moot court. Some students do this just because they're interested. Um, and so we have students participating from a variety of different fields, variety of different majors. Some of them want to go to law school and do this for a career. Some of them are doing it because they're curious and they just want to see what it's all about. Uh, but for all of those students, there are lots of great things you can take away from it. The ability to think critically about important legal and constitutional questions, the ability to speak clearly, the ability to write clearly and develop an argument and then deliver it. Um, So there are lots of great things that students get from this competition, and that's one of the reasons why we're so proud to be able to offer it.
0: What are you most proud of in terms of Moot Court? You've been involved with nearly half of them. You've seen it grow and evolve. What, what gives you the greatest joy in terms of what you've accomplished with Moot Court here at Monmouth? Mm-hmm.
1: I think every year it's just got to be the students and the great uh, things that they do. Uh, every year we have judges who come in and tell us that these students are competing at really high levels, that they are and sometimes out-competing lawyers that are actually in the courtroom. Um, so to be able to see our students do this at such a high level makes me really proud and very proud of the hard work that they put in preparing for the competition because I know it is a great deal of work that they put into both you know if they're competing in the legal brief writing competition in the oral arguments competition there's a lot of time that goes into this and I hope that it's all rewarded for them Carly uh your first time in
0: moot court pretty successful. Uh,
2: yeah, I would have to say I am a little bit shocked. I, I did only start a week before the preliminary rounds as um Uh, kind of a help out to Andre, because I knew he was still looking for a couple more people. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I think I could make this work. And I did a lot of prepping beforehand. And I was still shocked when they told me I was a finalist. So I'm really surprised that I got all the way here.
0: (laughs) So give us some idea of how much work goes into this. You said you worked for about a week before. What kind of work did you do? How much time are are you putting into something like this?
2: Normally, I would say for other people who are taking like the moot court class or going through the process, it's easy to split up. But for me, it was a little different. I definitely spent, I would say, probably at least like two hours a day the week prior trying to kind of parse through the case, looking at originally it was just the establishment clause, what I was arguing for. And then once I got into the final round, I had to learn the whole argument of standing, which I didn't know anything about beforehand. So I would say about every day, looking through all the cases, going through different um, law to see what they explaining within these cases to use as precedent to use as evidence for this so it does take a lot of time to analyze and really figure out what arguments they're making and whether or not you agree with those arguments it's how can i build and frame my uh client's case the best
0: so you argued both sides of of this case uh what's that like
2: Um, It was different. I I would say I I chose Establishment Clause to begin with because I was like, okay, I think this is the easiest for me to understand coming in a little late to the game. And then actually learning about both of them, I was like, okay, I actually think I get everything that's going on here, which sometimes I think can seem really intimidating because they're using legal jargon that can seem very confusing and intimidating. But once you kind of get through it, and Andre is genuinely one of the biggest helps throughout all of this, he is... Like on top of it, helping students with whatever they need to make sure they are the most prepared that they can be. So, even though he does it, cite that, you know, we do all this hard work, we genuinely wouldn't be able to do it without him here as well. So,
0: on Saturday, you had to make the argument twice in front of some folks you didn't know all that well and endure questions from them. On Wednesday night, you went before a three judge panel. What's it like uh, having that kind of scrutiny and those, those kind of questions being fired at you?
2: It's definitely intimidating. Um, I would say I did do speech in high school, so that helps me a little bit. I can do public speaking without being too nervous anymore. But as soon as you get up there and you think, okay, maybe they'll ask me a couple questions on this. And then all of a sudden they start in on those questions. You're like, okay, maybe I'm not prepared. (laughs) So you kind of question yourself a little bit. But once you get into the groove of it, I don't think it's as bad as what you even make it up to be in your head.
0: You're a communication studies and political science double major. Talk a little bit about why you decided to pursue those two majors at Monmouth.
2: Um, Originally coming from Monmouth, I uh, came in as a transfer student and I couldn't decide when I first got here whether I wanted to do political science or communication studies. So I originally just went in for just communication studies, fell in love with doing that. And then I took one class with Professor Vivian in the political science department and I was hooked. I had to become a double major for political science as well. So it's been one of the greatest experiences I would say that I've had. Um, I've become a very different person just the one year that I've been here and I'm forever indebted to both of my professors on both sides. Um, I've just become a more competent person but a competent communicator. Um, I'm able to analyze things really well. I've had other opportunities to go to different conferences uh, through the communication studies department and just overall I've had I not come to Monmouth, I wouldn't have been able to have the experiences that I have been so lucky to have here.
0: What brought you to Monmouth in the first place?
2: Well, I do live in Monmouth, um, and I originally planned to go to the University of Iowa, and then after I graduated from Carl Sandburg in Galesburg, I didn't really know if that was the plan for me anymore, and I was like, well, I'll apply to Monmouth, and I've never really given it much thought, to be honest, even though I've lived in Monmouth my whole life, and it just seemed to click immediately, and then being here, and again, being in the communication studies department right from the beginning, it was like, okay, this is where I was meant to be. They make it feel like home.
0: Talk a little bit about your career plans. You have a little bit more time to enjoy Monmouth, but after you graduate from Monmouth in 2025, what uh, what kind of career plans are you hoping to pursue?
2: That's such the hard question. I'm very indecisive. Um, So there's a part of me that's interested in grad school. And then there's another part of me that's interested in possibly an internship program through um, Springfield where you would through the Ilsep program. I can't think of the actual name of it off the top of my head, but that's the acronym. So I'm sure you can look that up and figure out the name. And I I did consider law before I came here, but I honestly didn't know if I was cut out for it. But honestly, after doing this, I'm like, maybe I am cut out for it. So that also might be put into the plan. I might have a lot of decisions to make in the next couple years.
0: Talk a little bit about your involvement at Monmouth. Have you had opportunities to get involved on campus with different organizations?
2: Um, I have. It's been really wonderful. Um, The thing that I'm most involved in would be, I just started working for The Courier this year. I'm the news and opinion editor, um, and that's been so fun. It was also one of those things that I'm like, I don't really know. If I'm good at this, I don't know how to write journalistically. And again, having Chris Goebel as a mentor and the advisor for that has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, he definitely encouraged me to really think about it and tell me how good I am at doing these things. And sometimes I think it's hard for me to recognize that myself. And it's been really wonderful. And I am excited to put out our papers every week and write a story about this for tonight, too. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to several of the folks who were involved in the college's 13th Moot Court competition. But before we get back to our conversation, a reminder to mark November 13th on your calendar. That's when the 7th Annual Thomas and Ann Sinkowitz Lecture on Roman Archaeology will be given. This year's Sinkowitz Lecture on Roman Archaeology is titled Excavating Hidden Lives in Roman Pompeii, and it will be given by Tulane University Classics Professor Allison L.C. Emerson. The Sinkowitz Lecture on Roman Archaeology will be given this year at 7.30 on Monday, November 13th. It will take place in the Morgan Room of the legendary Polling Hall. You can read more about the Sinkowitz Lecture on Roman Archaeology in the calendar of the Monmouth College website. There's also a news story in the calendar item. To get there, just point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu news, click on events calendar, and select November 13th. Now let's get back to my conversation about Mama's Moot Court. As I mentioned, Moot Court is sponsored by the Mammoth Political Science Department and the Wackerly Center for Career, Leadership and Fellowships. Marnie Steech is director of the Wackerly Center for Career, Leadership and Fellowships. Marnie says that the moot court program is but one of many events the center sponsors throughout the year to help give Monmouth students yet another advantage in preparing for their careers.
3: Yeah, so the Wackerly Center for Career Leadership and Fellowships has um, been a co-sponsor of the moot court program here at Monmouth um, for um, pretty much the entirety of the the program, and and in my role here, I help coordinate. Just just the, all of the logistics of the event, helping um, the political science department and Professor Odette coordinate our alumni judges, coordinating the rooms, helping promote it to students, um, and kind of managing just some of the behind-the-scenes details just to kind of help things uh, run smoothly. Um, it's always great when we have great turnout from students. Uh, you know, it's... A, program that's a bit intimidating and so we do have to you know work pretty hard to get students to commit to the program Um, but I think that we um, find that those once they've participated um, I've don't know that I've ever had a student say they regret you know participating in the experience Um, it's a learning opportunity for them it provides a lot of personal growth Um, you know things that Professor Debt may have already said, you know, having the courage to, um, you know, be able to kind of um, stand up in front of, you know, a panel of judges and, and you know, produce your argument is is something that is a little nerve wracking. But I think once you've done it and you, um, these students obviously did it very well and they get feedback from, you know, current attorneys and, and judges that praise them for, you know, their participation and how well they did, I think that they, they leave feeling good about themselves and about the experience.
0: As Andre said, it it helps the students a great deal who are interested in law school.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Um, we've had great um, experience with our students in um, preparing for law school, and the moot court program most definitely is one of those uh, programs that our students have the benefit of participating in that that other students at you know in other undergraduate programs don't. And our alums, when they um, return, often speak to that and and what this experience meant to them and how much. Um, you know, their level of preparedness was increased because of their participation in our program here.
0: Of course, Moot Court's just one of many things going on in the Wackerly Center. Talk a little bit about all the things you all do. I mean, we don't have all day, obviously, because they would take all day, but you all do an awful lot to help students.
3: Uh, yeah, we've been pretty busy here lately, but um, the primary thing I think um, for people to remember about the work that we do in the Wackerly Center is just really helping students make connections. So, helping students connect to experiences like this that will help build their resume and their their personal and professional experiences helping them connect to people to alumni to employers to build their network and to be able to learn about what opportunities exist what types of careers are available helping them um, you know c- connect to the world and in seeing different um, you know uh, places and and being put in different circumstances to allow for some transformational experiences so in very broadly, we really help students you know connect um, the different pieces and aspects of their academic life and their academic goals with their career goals um, that you know uh, manifests itself in a variety of different ways from helping them write a resume to helping them you know connect for a, a job shadow experience or um, a visit with an employer or an internship or um, you know interview prep or graduate school preparation or <laughs> you know, pre-law school prep or pre-med school. So it materializes a a variety of different ways. Um, I think one thing that makes... Uh, Monmouth College unique, and in, in the work that we're able to do in the in the Wackerly Center is the personal connections that we're able to help students make with um, our alumni. Um, the The accessibility of our alums is really quite remarkable, and their um, willingness to um, spend their time and their talent with our students is really uh, amazes me every day.
0: Andre, Marnie just said that Moot Court isn't the only thing going on in the Wackerley Center. It's also not the only thing that goes on in Mama's very active political science department either.
1: Yeah, when I I talk to students about what the political science department is, I usually say that we are equal parts what you do inside the classroom and what you do outside the classroom. The stuff that we do inside the classroom, of course, we offer a wide uh, array of interesting classes. We target them to what students are interested in. So for example, one of my colleagues, Mike Nelson, is teaching an international law class uh, because we have students who are interested in the field and want to learn more about it. Um, We, We offer classes across the globe. We offer classes targeted to unique interests. We have uh, another one of my colleagues, Robin Johnson, is teaching a class with, uh, co-teaching a class with former U.S. Representative Sherry Bustos. So there's lots of really great hands-on opportunities that students get in the classroom. So, we're equally as proud of what we do outside of the classroom. Of course, there's moot court, but we have a number of things that we do outside of the classroom as well. Um, So, we also do in the spring our Great Decision series where we look at topics related to U.S. foreign policy and foreign affairs. Um, We bring in speakers regularly from the State Department and from other colleges and universities, people who are in politics. We bring our students down to Springfield so that they can meet with state representatives there. We have students who participate in internships and activities in Washington, D.C. So we are a department uh, that is doing stuff all across campus and all across the United States and honestly all across the world. Um, So there are lots of great opportunities for students in the political science department. That's Monmouth political science professor Andre Audet.
0: Andre is one of the key people who makes Moot Court a very special experience for Monmouth College students. Don't forget, you can read more about Monmouth's moot court competition in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. Just dial up mammothcollege.edu slash news on your internet browser of choice. And that's a wrap on this 13th episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at mammothcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.